You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Domain Masters, the longest-running podcast where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. We discuss domains from many different perspectives, including the legal rights of owners and trademark holders, domain values, and monetization strategies. We show you how to utilize domains to drive traffic to your business so you can gain favorable search engine rankings. We discuss power tools of the trade with the power players of the industry every week right here on Domain Masters. Please welcome your host, Victor Pitts. Welcome to Domain Masters, the show where you learn to be the master of your domain. You're listening to Domain Masters on webmasterradio.fm, and I'm your host, Victor Pitts. Domain Name Wire is a news source for the domain name industry, uh, written by industry experts and edited by Andrew Allman. Topics are relevant for domain name owners, intellectual property attorneys, trademark lawyers, domain registrars, domain service companies, and anyone interested in the domain name industry. Allman, who is a uh, a resident of Austin, Texas, has been in the domain name industry since 1997. He's been quoted in the New York Times, the Sydney Morning Herald, amongst other uh, news uh, newspapers. In addition to writing uh, the domain name Wire, Almond also works for Directized Media Business, including Media.net, Skinzo, and Big Jumbo. This will be Andrew Almond's fourth appearance on Domain Masters. He first appeared in 2006. Andrew continues to be relevant and well plugged into the industry, and he's always gracious with his time to our listeners. So, on a welcome, Andrew, back to Domain Masters. Thank you, Victor. So um, again, this has been your your fourth uh, your fourth time on Domain Masters, but uh, it's it's been a while, and and we have a lot of new people that have uh, joined the industry, and I'm sure that uh, for some of our listeners, this might be the first time that they've uh, had a chance to take and uh, listen to you directly. So, why don't you give us a little background uh, first of all about uh, Domain Name Wire? Um, how did it get started, and when did it get started? So Domain Name Wire started in March of 2005, so actually this month it turns seven years old. Um, 
started out as really the first blog covering the business of domain names. And at the time I wrote, uh, started writing on it, mostly as a hobby, there was really one publication that was covering the domain industry, and that was Ron Jackson's DN Journal. However, its focus was more on features and sales numbers as opposed to daily news. So I would consider Domain Name Wire the, the first publication to cover the, the daily news of the domain industry. And it's been a, a good, strong seven years since it grew from what was intended to be a hobby into what's essentially a business. <laughs> so I got to ask this question: um, How has it changed since you uh, first started? I, you know, obviously went from a hobby to more of a business. But uh, how how has it changed in from in terms of the industry and and the way that uh, news is reported in the industry these days? Well, the domain industry itself obviously has exploded since two thousand five, and with that, the number of blogs covering it uh, it has certainly exploded as well. As I mentioned when I started, it was just myself and, and of course, Ron, um, you know, his is less of a blog, more of a, an online uh, magazine, call it. Um, and so at the time, uh, you know, really, I think a lot of people, a lot more people get their news and information from forums, and that's probably changed a little bit since then. But there's also a, a lot of information out there, a number of different blogs, and they're all uh, they all come at it from a different angle. I think it's a good thing having a number of blogs out there. For, for me personally, what's changed the most is there are some excellent uh, breaking news type domain blogs out there that now I have to compete with for stories. So whereas back in the easy days, I could just take a story and say, ah, maybe I'll publish this one Thursday, you know, and I'll sit on it for a day or two. Now, if there's something very interesting that's breaking news, I have to get it out there right away. So from that perspective, it's certainly changed and intensified, but that's only a good thing uh, mm -hmm. for me. It, it definitely keeps me on the ball and makes me work harder. Now, are you also uh, active on, in social media with uh, Facebook and, and Twitter? Yeah, I'm, uh, of those two, I'd say mostly with Twitter. Um, my Twitter feed, which is at Domain Name Wire, I publish all my articles to it, links to them, as well as uh, articles that other people have written, news, thoughts kind of throughout the day. Facebook, uh, I, I do have a Facebook page, but I don't use that nearly as much as Twitter. Now, one of the things, uh, b besides the fact that uh, you were doing such frequent updates, thus, you know, daily updates or updates as they were happening in the industry, but one of the things that has uh, distinguished um, your your site, I think, from from the beginning is is the uh, use of surveys. And, and you've been pretty consistent on, on surveys throughout the years with, you know, certain questions that you've asked with, with some regularity, and, and thus you're able to compare the, the results year after year. But y you've also done some that were uh, specific to, you know, the things that were topical at the time. So uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, the whole, you know, ideal behind doing the surveys and, and what have been some of the, um, what have been some of the, the more memorable surveys and, and the results that you've gotten over the years? Sure. So this is the seventh uh, year that I've done the Domain Name Wire survey, and the results have been publishing on Domain Name Wire primarily during February, a couple more uh, in March. Um, but the idea was really it's, it's a non-scientific survey. Anyone can take it. Um, the idea is to get kind of a pulse of the industry. Think, see what people are thinking. Do they think domain sales are going up or down, domain parking going up or down? 
um, and, and as well as particular service providers such as registrars and parking companies, escrow companies, to figure out which ones people think are best. Mm-hmm. Um, and I stress that it's non-scientific because obviously, especially in the past couple of years with social media, you know, in particular when it comes to which company is best at something, it's easy for a company to, say, tweet out there, put on their Facebook page, hey, vote for us, and, and that can skew the results. But I still think it, it has a lot of value. Um, sometimes it just requires filtering through some of the some of the noise. Right. Well, it, that makes sense. And, and as you say, for some of them where they're asking for the you know the best registrar or the best service, um, it, there's a potential there for the results to be skewed. But nevertheless, you're, you're right. You you can see, and any of us that have been in the industry for a while. Uh, and follow news events and and how companies are doing business wise can see the correlation uh, right. with, with the the surveys. So I, I wouldn't dismiss them all together, but they, there is a potential for them to be uh, affected as as the way they're run. But some of the ones that are more topical, though, I, I think sure. there's less chance that people are going to be you know loading up on a, on a survey question. For example, there's uh, one that you you recently had, I think, uh, February twenty eighth, um, about uh, those issues that uh, are top facing top facing issues for two thousand and twelve, and I think that sure. uh, you know those those things. Can, can do you recall that one? And can you share some? Yeah, of Yeah, absolutely. So the the question was, what are the top issues facing the the domain market in twenty twelve? And um, this year, government regulation. Uh, received the most votes at 21%. And I think a lot of that has to do with SOPA. Um, this survey was administrated, administrated, excuse me, throughout January. And SOPA was certainly on people's mind. Of course, the domain industry got dragged into that with GoDaddy's prior support, which they then uh, withdrew for the bill. Um, and then a, a common theme I've seen over the past few years is just kind of the overall economy and recession is, is a big issue that domain investors think is is facing the market. Mm -hmm. And now as we look forward, another thing that's kind of unique to 2012 is we have new top-level domains on the horizon. There are a lot of questions on how that will affect domain investors and their holdings of dot-com domains as well as other domains. Um, One question I've I've asked on the survey in recent years is when these new top-level domains come out, such as, say, something like dot-web, um, what will that do to the value of dot-com domains? And I think, in general, people think that dot-com domains will actually increase in value as there's a lot more noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, there, it's a little bit more mixed when it comes to other extensions like dot-info and, and dot-biz. My personal take is that dot-com will be stronger, at least in the short run, as new top-level domains come out. We see it all the time when Something other than .com is advertised, and people flock to the .com really by accident. Right. But I also think there's going to be a lot more competition, uh, a lot more supply for those secondary domain names. So whereas a good keyword in .info may have been worth $5,000, now someone can actually go register that for a registration fee in .web or .something else, mm-hmm. and that's certainly going to put some some downward pressure on those secondary domains. Um Another question that I ask frequently and that is very consistent in the responses are the factors that people consider when they select a domain name registrar. And security and price are usually the top two there. Um, So 
and then followed shortly uh, closely thereafter by customer service. And it makes sense when you think about it. I mean, the domain registrar is not secure. There's there's no chance I'm going to keep my domains there. So once I know that they are secure, meaning they they have a good track record on domain hijackings and, and that sort of thing, then I'm going to look at price and rule out anyone who's too expensive. And then certainly customer service is going to play a role as well. Do you do you feel within that and and uh, that the uh, policies that a registrar takes in respect to um, uh, you know reacting to uh, reacting to anything that might or, or complaints regarding you know trademark disputes and uh, dispute resolutions in general? Do you think that the dispute resolution policies of the registrar is something that uh, domainers are actively considering? right now in, in choosing their registrar to work with? You know, I, I think it plays a role. It's actually not an option that I put in the rankings. I think that that affects such a small sliver of people. Obviously, there are some big cases uh, that come out where different registrars, I think, would handle them differently, and it can certainly solely their reputation. Mm-hmm. But I think most people also realize that will never affect them. Uh, in their 10, 20, 30 years of owning domain names. So certainly for some people, it's it's more important than others. But that's a very good point you bring up. Gotcha. Yeah, and part of the reason it was stemming from is in the other survey, I know that uh, number six on the list was the anti-domainer interest of overreaching uh, trademark reverse hijacking and that kind of stuff. Right. There is a lot of noise, and it's also related to the, uh, I think, the concern for government regulation as the government tries to react to all that noise and and figure out the best policies to put in place. Yeah, so. that's it's certainly a big issue. I think when people choose domain registrars, their general thinking is that, you know, I mean, a UDRP is a UDRP, if, uh, sort of uniform domain mm-hmm. uh, dispute resolution policy. If you lose one of those cases, the registrar has to transfer the domain uh, unless a couple mitigating circumstances are present. Um, you know, there's certainly, though, I think that, some registrars are quick to react to any complaint that comes in from a, a law enforcement agency or a copyright or trademark complaint right uh, when when really they should give it some due process right exactly it's uh you know shut it down or you know put a put a register uh, you know a hold on it uh, yeah. and then investigate and it should perhaps be. Uh, depending upon the situation, right. Invest, investigate first, <laughs> give due process, and, and it's, it's and, a novel and, idea. You know, yeah. a part of it is that registrars have certain safe havens if they if they act quickly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you can see it from their side, but uh, I, I certainly think that there's a happy medium. Um, and you know, SOPA was an interesting debate as well because the idea behind it. Uh, to cut down on online piracy uh, and counterfeiting, you know, that, that's that's a noble idea. I don't think any person in general is opposed to the idea of protecting intellectual property rights. Right. Um, you know, to an extent, it's obviously how they went about it. And that gets into that overreaching trademark interests um, right. where just the slightest thing that could be an innocent mistake or, or even a, a wrongful complaint from someone can really affect your business. Um, I think about that with JotForm that was recently taken down. Uh, it was, it's a service that 
you know, if you're a webmaster and you want to put a form on your page that someone fills out, they basically host that for you. And, I, I, you know, there's still a lot of debate as to what exactly happened, but essentially it was taken down, most likely because some people were using its forms for phishing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you had tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of webmasters who suddenly had a broken function on their website. And you had this startup uh, several years old, but that suddenly its business was shut down. Um, as opposed to giving it a chance to to solve the problem. And, you know, we always only hear part of the story, so there may be more to it than that. But I think it's something that um, U.S. law enforcement in particular has been a, a shoot first, ask questions later sort of policy. And, and I think that's certainly something that's weighing on everyone's mind, yes. not just inside the domain community. No, Absolutely. Folks, we're going to leave our programming for just a few minutes to take and bring in some commercials. You're listening to Domain Masters. My name is Victor Pitts. I'm your host, and you're listening to it on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be right back. Domain Masters will be back after this short break. Stay tuned. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Radio's Virtual Autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm. Moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. We're back with more Domain Masters, where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. Here's Victor Pitts. Welcome back to Domain Masters. My name is Victor Pitts. I'm your host. You're listening to it on webmasterradio.fm. We're now going to uh, resume our interview with uh, Andrew Allman from Domain Name Wire. 
Now, one of the other things that uh, an interesting survey that you have, and, and um, I know is a topic that's dear to or, or near and dear to many domainers, which is uh, regarding parking revenue. And right. and you had uh, you had a survey on on that sinking called the sinking feeling, I believe it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, have you done one of those surveys before regarding people's uh, feelings or, or not their feelings? This was actually measuring parking revenue from uh, 2010 to 2011, and you were asking is revenue up or down, and you broke it down by percentages. Can you talk a little bit about that one? Yeah, in fact, let me uh, let me go back now to let's see, back to two thousand seven. So, um, you know, I'd say for the history of the poll um, that I've been doing this since two thousand and six, I guess early two thousand six. Most people have earned a revenue per thousand under park domains of under ten dollars. Actually, I shouldn't say most people. That's the most common, right? Mm-hmm. So back in two thousand. Uh, seven, you know, about a third of people, a little more than a third of people received less than $10. But you still had a lot of people that were making more than that, including a lot of people making $60, $70 or more per thousand. Then when you come to uh, the most recent survey here in 2012, and you look at the revenue, um, you have considerably, let's see here, Fifty-seven percent of survey respondents earning less than a ten-dollar revenue per thousand, um, wow. and you also have when people compare it to the previous year or the past few years, a good portion of people have seen a significant decrease in their earnings. Um, you know, twenty-five percent to fifty percent a year, and then this happens three years in a row. So that's pretty significant. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's significant, I think, in, in two respects. Is is back in 2007, there were still people getting um, dot com domain names for 6.95, and okay. and now you know the name is is closer to you know ten dollars, depending upon you know where you get it from. So the costs have gone up, and the revenue is is flat or dropped. Right, and so you you basically you've identified there. Um, that, that gap, right? The These domains that we're making, so let's say a domain was making $10 um, back then and the owner was paying six or $7, they've got a nice profit. Now that same domain is only making a few dollars and all of a sudden it's a $10 per domain per year carrying cost. So, yeah. you know, even just the price going up from say $6 to close to nine or $10 would eliminate a lot of profitable domains there. But then it, it's worse, right? Because yeah. the, the revenue on those has gone down a lot, and right. that's certainly hurting uh, Verisign. They keep growing their numbers, but it would be growing a lot more had pay-per-click revenue been even steady. Yeah, absolutely. And and then pay-per-click took another hit, I guess, with uh, Google, um, you know, shutting down or, or in the process of shutting down their uh, domain. Uh, business, you know, for yeah, so for, they're, they're shutting down their their self serve solution, right? Um, you know, they're still encouraging people to use parking platforms. You know, there's several that are on the Google feed, right? Um, but that brings up something interesting for this year. You know, and all the turmoil that's going on in the domain parking market. Um, when I asked people what their what their favorite domain parking companies were, and compared it to the percentage of people that were using that company, so basically think of it as a uh, a positive feeling, uh, kind of a ratio between support for a parking company as opposed to how many have used it. 
four of the top 10 are parking companies that are effectively new this year. Wow. Um, one of those being Frank Schilling's Internet Traffic. Uh, you have the Parking Place, Voodoo, uh, as well as uh, Rook Media Group. Um, yeah. And I believe all four of those started uh, in 2011, so last year. So despite all this turmoil, you still have people that think they have a way to, to make it into main parking that are that are jumping in. Right. Isn't uh, Voodoo, isn't that uh, Donnie Simonton's company? Yes, Donnie, who used to be with uh, Park. Park, right. Okay, so got some experience in there. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, things can continue to change. And, and though we talked about uh, revenue being down on the uh, on the pay-per-click business, um, we're still seeing some pretty good domain name sales, and people still seem to be uh, a bit optimistic about the, the future of domain name sales. Do you, does your sur- surveys actually support that theory? Uh, well, it's, people are certainly optimistic. Um, I think a lot of times they're uh, wrong, overly optimistic. As okay. Is that the glass is certainly more than half full. You know, in all the years I've done the survey, um, there's only one year that uh, less than half of the people have thought that domain values would go up in the coming year. And that was in 2009. And obviously we had just come through a, a huge global malaise and so uh people i think were negative i think when i ask people that question it's really kind of a trailing indicator and that you know how did people feel the last year went but the good news is we're back up to um an optimism level if you will that we haven't seen since 2008 since the market really took a big hit um and remember it wasn't just the general economic picture that caused that big hit it was also a steep decline in domain parking revenues that started around that time, which led to domainer to domainer transactions being much harder to, to consummate. Um, I think, you know, I, I'm generally optimistic. And when I look at it as a gen, uh, the industry as a whole, we're entering a really exciting period. Whether or not you believe new top level domains will be successful and how you define that success. Uh, it's going to put a lot of attention on the domain industry in the next 12 to 24 months, and a lot of money will be flowing in as well. Um, and so I think it's going to be really interesting to, to see what happens. Um, you know, I've, I'm very cautious when it comes to new top-level domains based on things we've seen in the past. Um, however, I think, you know, competing with .com isn't the goal. Of most new top-level domains, it's creating a, a profitable or community-serving uh, domain name, and I think when you measure by by that standpoint, it's completely different. I I totally agree. I, I would add to it is it's establishing trust and and whatever it is that you do, and and you your brand's got to create trust with the uh, uh, the people that it's it's targeting. So you know mm-hmm. if, if they know what they're getting when they get there. And they know right. who they're doing business with, then they're they're going to feel more confident about whatever business or whatever whatever business they're going to be doing online or whatever information is that they're trying to get uh, will be perceived. I think is what they're looking for something more authoritative. 
You know, right. it's not like, you know, beware of the information you get online because it may or may not be true. People are looking for, you know, the convenience of the Internet, the ability to go get information on demand or buy products on demand. But you want to do it safely and securely and you want to feel that the information, if you're looking for information, the information you should get is authoritative. And and I think it, if the TLDs help to do that. Then, then everyone's going to end up being better off in the long run. Right. So we shall see. It'll, well, yeah, it'll certainly be interesting. Hey, Andrew, I do appreciate you once again being on Domain Masters, and you're always um, you're always good to have on the show, and, and a wealth of uh, information about the industry. And, and uh, kudos to the uh, great job that you and your team do um, at Domain Name Wire. And, and I know that it's uh, a challenge with such a you know is it, you keep the site up to date you keep the information uh relevant and uh you know and you've got other things that you're you're busy doing also as we mentioned also with the uh, direct eye media business so uh congratulations to you and your team and thank you for being on domain masters thank you victor it's my pleasure well folks we'll come to the close of, of another edition of domain masters this is a radio show where you learn to be the master of your domain I'm your host, Victor Pitts, and you're listening to Domain Masters on webmasterradio.fm. All of our shows are archived at webmasterradio.fm, as well as podcasts on such popular locations as iTunes, Google, and Yahoo. Come back to webmasterradio.fm next week for another informative Domain Masters episode. Till then, best wishes, and I hope that you're each the master of your own domains. Good night, folks. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.